Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals24. That's chime.com goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. This is Make It Kind. M.I.P. With Massimella Matsumo. Mark Thompson. Make It Kind. Get woke. It's the most wonderful time of the month. See, I thought I was going to say something else. It's the most wonderful time of the month because that's when we get to talk to Chad about the jobs report at the beginning of each month now it may not be the most wonderful news but it is most wonderful that we get to talk to chad and it is the holiday season what is going on we'll get into all that because we know how important the holiday season is to the economy um and to jobs and employment what is taking place what is happening chad is always here to help us understand all of us, Chad Stone, the chief economist of the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. Chad, buddy, how are you, man? I'm good, Mark. How are you? Uh, you were, you're in full voice. That was great. Yeah, sounded pretty good, didn't it? I'm telling yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sleep on me, Chad. They sleep on me, and and they don't know. I got a B in voice in graduate school at Howard University. All right. And my recital was Paul Robeson's Deep River. Ah, so that's not so bad. People need to. Bad. Uh, no, not shabby at all. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, so man, um, here we are. The latest jobs report for November. Um, things are still moving pretty slowly and getting even slower, aren't they? That's right. I mean, if this if this were um, 2019 and we got a jobs report, just looking at the monthly gain of 245,000 jobs, we'd say, "Wow, that's a great number." But now, in comparison with where how with where we were in February and where we are now, it's not a good number because for the fifth month in a row, the the job the number of payroll jobs, the number of jobs on employers' payroll, is did not go up as fast as the month before. 
And we're, left, we're still almost 10 million jobs short, 9.8 million jobs short of where we were in February. And, and with, the, with the growth slowing down, it's going to take a long time to get back to where we need to be. Um, so, so that, that's, you know, it's, it's good that we're at least growing, but we're not growing fast enough. And of course, um, we need, we need stimulus and we need relief for relief of hardship for people who in this economy are struggling. And Congress is, um, well, maybe they'll get their act together and, and, and come out, come out with something. That would be great. But, um, but it's 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 going awfully slowly and not a lot of time left to come up with something either, Chad, because we've got a deadline um, at the end of December. The little bit that's left runs out. Right. Right. There's a whole host of, of programs that that were enacted in the CARES Act in March that are scheduled to expire. Now, from the standpoint of what we're, we're talking about, we're talking about the jobs market. And uh, one of the statistics that's troubling, besides the slowing down in the rate of of, uh, of job creation, is long-term unemployment, and that's that's defined as people who've been unemployed for 26 weeks or longer. And 26 weeks is the maximum amount of regular state unemployment insurance benefits in most states, and lots of unemployed workers have already run through that, and they are in the 13 weeks of extra. 13 extra weeks that the CARES Act provided, but those are gone at the end of December. Some, a large number of people are in the special program that got created uh, in the CARES Act, the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program for people who fall through the cracks of the regular system. They don't quite have the eligibility requirements, the rigid eligibility requirements in many states. And so gig workers, self-employed, contract workers, they're all, they've all been getting benefits through PUA, but that program also is scheduled to expire at the end of the year. And of course, the, the boost to unemployment insurance benefits, that was gone at the end of July. And so people don't have as large unemployment insurance benefits, and pretty soon they're, they're, they're going to run out. I apologize for the background noise. It seems they're doing some work on my roof, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you don't mind. Uh, but what 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 has gone right and smoothly in 2020? I do apologize. Yeah. So, <laughs> what is is there anything we can read into um, private sector jobs this month or in the month of November versus um, public sector jobs? Those numbers. Well, the um, actually actually private sector jobs increased more strongly than public sector jobs. Pri- private sector jobs um, increased by uh, let's, let's let me get the number right. I think it was three hundred and forty yeah three hundred and forty four thousand, and the difference is largely due to the fact that temporary census workers have been laid off. But there's a bigger problem with state and local employment, which is that state and local employment, which which didn't change much in November. Nevertheless, we have a million fewer jobs, I'm sorry, 1.3 million fewer jobs on state and local government payrolls with a million of those education jobs that are missing compared with February. And an important thing we want to see in a stimulus package is fiscal relief for state and local governments, giving them some resources so they don't have to do all this cutting. Um, State and local governments, they're not like the federal government. They can't run budget deficits in their operating budget. And so 
So they have to they have to cut people, or they have to cut programs um, when the revenues go down in a recession, and that's the situation we're in. And although many many people are advocating for state and local government relief in the stimulus measure that Congress is thinking about right now, um, we, we we don't yet have um, we don't yet have a decision on what will be in and what will be out. But those 1.3 million job losses, a million in education, um, that's a big that's a big hit. And presumably, again, the the education losses are because of school closures. Um, and I guess with closures, you don't necessarily. Well, let's face it, we, and we talked about this before. Um, a lot of the physical staff um, and physical building staff, maintenance staff, uh, infrastructure staff at, at schools, right? Yeah, bus drivers. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's, there's a there's a, there's a whole, whole whole collection there, um, and and a lot of it's due to COVID, but a lot of it's due to 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 the restrictions, but a lot of it's due as well to the um, to the to the laying off of of, of workers um, due to due to budget constraints. So, it's- um, it, this on a larger economic scale, the holidays are important to the economy, consumerism, what have you, aren't they? And so this is going to have a pretty significant impact throughout the economy, this period of COVID, the lack of people having jobs, the lack of people having income, the lack of people having stimulus. How how Are you able to, to glean how broad or how significant that impact will be to the overall economy, Chad? Well, we... We can expect that spending will be down compared to past holiday seasons, um, just because of of many people being really stuck for for money. In terms of actual in in store um, employment, that that'll be down, and it's not going to be made up by online purchases. Although there will be increased employment in in the unlo- online businesses, but not to the same extent as what will be lost from the from the in-person Christmas shopping. I heard a, heard on um, NPR this morning that you could you could actually uh, walk the streets of New York pretty easily uh, now rather than, uh, you know, the normal crowd of, of folks visiting and shopping. Um, yeah. And, uh, so so it, it's going to be um, it, it's going to be reduced economic activity at, at Christmas. That, that's for sure. Now, that doesn't necessarily show up in the jobs data because because the, the headline jobs data are adjusted for normal seasonal uh, fluctuations. But 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 we're going to see la- we're going to see fewer normal increases in in hiring, and so that seasonal adjustment factor may uh, may uh, may come into play in in the numbers. But your your basic point is absolutely correct that this will be a a less vibrant Christmas for shopping for People having jobs for for the Christmas se- for the holiday season, um, and and the the January jobs report will will tell us uh, some more about that. Again, folks, um, the noise you're hearing is not me emulating Rudy Giuliani. That's someone working on the roof. Uh, <laughs> I like saying things to make Chad laugh. Uh, <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Um, Again, you have taken a close look at the racial disparity 
Chad, in this. Talk to us about that, if you would. Right. So it's a general pattern that Black and Hispanic or Latino um, employment suffers more in a recession and comes back more slowly in a recovery than white employment. And we're seeing that. So the Black the black unemployment rate at 10.3% is four and a half percentage points higher than it was in February. The Hispanic unemployment rate at 8.4% is four percentage points higher than it was in February. And the white unemployment rate at 5.9%, still, still elevated, um, is 12, is, um, 2.8 percentage points higher than February. So the black and Hispanic rates are, black and Latino rates are higher, uh, have come down more slowly than, than the white rate. And that's unfortunately common in recoveries, but, um, but it's not good. <laughs> and, uh, we saw real improvements, not closing the gaps, but real improvements in the final stages of the, the long recovery that ended in February, where, where black unemployment got down to historically low levels, Hispanic unemployment rate got down to historically low levels compared to the white rate. And, and now the, that's all blown up in, in, in COVID. Um, and, those rates are not coming down as fast as the white rate. Um, also, in, in, in the in the in the blog post that we put out on Friday, um, we also looked at the so so the unemployment rate doesn't tell the whole story because there are people who drop out, um, who who would like a job if they thought it was easy to find a job, but they may not even be looking because it just doesn't doesn't look like or it's not or it's not safe. So, some of the jobs are not safe to take and out of prudence. You 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 say I'm I'm not going to go out there into a dangerous environment, um, or or the the jobs the jobs aren't there because of because of the uh, the COVID situation. So took a look at the um, employment to population ratio. That's the share of the working age pop and, and we focused on the the prime working age population, ages 25 to 54. So you don't get you don't worry about the fact that. Uh, many people my age have already retired and the baby boom is, 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 is retiring and they, they don't want to be working or they, or some of us do. But, um, but, but they're, if you look at the whole population 16 and over, it can be distorted just by some of those demographic factors like the re- increasing retirement, retirement of the baby boom. So we focus on 25 to 54 and we see that the, um, black and the black, uh, Employment to population ratio, share of the population with the job, 25 to 54, is down much more since February. The Hispanic share is down much more since, since February than the white share. Um, and that's a disturbing pattern that we see in every, uh, recovery, but, uh, it's, it's, and, and there's nothing different about this one except the, the numbers are higher. There's, we have very, I'm sorry, the employment population numbers are lower. The share of the population with a job in each of those groups is is considerably lower than it was in February. So that's a lot of people who want to be working who aren't. And without relief or stimulus, you put that together um, with the resources people don't have. I think there was a, a recent some recent data that's come out in the past 24 hours showing um, um, um a third of African Americans unable to pay rent or bills in the current moment. Right. So, even if you have relief and stimulus, 
it's still a lot of catching up, a disproportionate amount of catching up that black and brown communities have to do. That's is- right. That's right. We, we, we've gotten, um, so the data you're talking about, um, is, is I think the, the data, the special data that the Senate, that the Census Bureau is putting out, uh, with special survey that's called Pulse Data that's really examining hardship, um, and, and including the, 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 the racial and ethnic, um, differences in a bunch of measures of hardship. And, and you're absolutely right, uh, that, that, um, Black, black families and Hispanic or Latino families are experiencing greater hardship than, than a hardship in greater numbers disproportionately in disproportionate numbers compared with white families. In, in the list of things that are going to be a problem at the end of the year is the fact that the rent moratorium is going to go away. Less part of a relief package is extending that moratorium. Without money, without money in their hands, without jobs, people don't have the money to, to meet their, their rent and mortgage obligations. And they've been spared to a degree by the, by the moratorium. But in the meantime, I, there's a lot of evidence that the lenders have, have already got everything lined up to, to, to press the button on evictions as soon as the moratorium lifts. And that's, that's not good. Now, we should have some sympathy for landlords and, and lenders to some degree because they, they're, they're suffering too. I mean, many landlords are, you know, people who rent out a, a room in their house or, or, a, or a basement in their house. And they, they may be experiencing the same, the same difficulties. Uh, now, we're not talking, we're not talking about large, you know, operations. They, sympathy for them is, is, a, is a different, is a different matter, but, but nevertheless, they're, they're, they're losing money too. Um, but there's, you know, around Christmas time, right after, right after Christmas is when the unemployment, uh, benefits are scheduled to expire. And, and at the end of the year, the others. So, um, it's a mess. And I'm still holding out hope that, that this Congress will do something in the next couple of weeks, really. Yeah. To, to put, to put, to, to both provide hardship relief and that hardship relief helps to stimulate the economy because mm-hmm. you can, you can make a rent payment. You can buy groceries. Yeah. Yeah. It's your money. Um, and this is not so much economic, but there's going to be a vaccine. And then there's a question of whether black and brown communities will have uh, adequate and fair access to the vaccine um, as well. So you put that on top of the financial hardship and the unemployment hardship and all that's going on and the eviction uh, possibility. Um, it, this, this, this is pretty rough, man. It's pretty rough. You're absolutely right. I mean, at, at one level, it's at one level, it's it's great news that there's are successes with that with the vaccines and they're starting to roll them out. Right. At another level, we're dealing with the same old, same old of, of who gets who, who gets it and who doesn't when. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the that's the thing um, to be concerned about. And so, um, undoubtedly, just just to go back um, as we look at the holiday season, where we might see. A, a small increase in temporary employment because people aren't getting out 
uh, shopping as much, people may be doing more online, if that, we probably can expect December's numbers to be pretty down as well if people aren't being hired in seasonal stores, right? Um, yes, uh, and, and, and furthermore, um, we're, we're, we're probably going to have restrict COVID restrictions um, that, that add to that. Uh, you know, it's necessary for, for public health and, our, and, and people's own safety, but, but there'll be less hiring. There'll be less, you know, businesses will have less, there'll be less business. Um, so it's going to be, it's, 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 it's truly the, 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 you know, this winter is, is going to be rough. Um, but there are, there are lights at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train coming at us this time. It's, it is real, um, real, real help, but that's not going to really kick in until the spring at the earliest. So we have, we have a time that we have to get through. That's, that's going to be tough. Again, alas, other countries around the world are doing a teeny bit better because they took care of their citizenry. Um, and some of them are even ahead of the curve on having the vaccines uh, distributed. Right. I guess, Chad, I suspect um, after the holidays, I don't want to give you any homework over the holidays, but I suspect that at some point um, in the near future, uh, you will probably take a look at the relationship between businesses that unfortunately had to permanently close and their disproportionate impact on black and brown communities. Because as you talk about the jobs where people just have stopped, I mean, there's some businesses and being right here in New York where the streets are are eerily uh, quiet. <laughs> it's almost surreal. Um, uh, uh, the businesses that are permanently closed employ a lot of black and brown people. So those those jobs are never coming back. No, that's right. That's right. It's 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 going to take it's going to take a while for there to be a revival of those kinds of, of businesses. There, there, I mean, you know, there, there are there are there are entrepreneurs in every community uh, who will who will start start to make a comeback, but not. It's hard. It's really hard, and a, and a lot of a lot of folks who who you know with, within the community who you know started businesses and so forth. Got got wiped out because, well, you know the the paycheck protection program, um, how that how that money got distributed, where it went, um, was was always was always an issue. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, it, it'll be something to look into. We'll have uh, we'll know more. Data always comes more slowly than uh, life. And folks, the CARES program runs through December twenty sixth. Chad's got a, a lot of. Uh, great charts and analysis, not only the website, centeronbudget.org, but also um, follow him on Twitter uh, at Chad C-B-P-P for Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. Chad at Chad C-B-P-P to take a look at some of that. Uh, And he's got all the charts relative to the unemployment insurance uh, um, uh, claims, two thirds of unemployment insurance claims in the weekend, November 14th are in CARES programs that only last 
through the week ending uh, December uh, 26. So that's something to be concerned about. And I suspect that some of you listening now may in fact be affected by this um, yourselves. So um, we're thinking about you as well. Um, and hopefully uh, there will be some type of uh, solution that comes forward uh, in Congress. Um, one party seems to still not have the will to do anything. Maybe there'll be a change, of course, when there's a new administration, uh, despite those who think there's not going to be a new administration. <laughs> so none of this helps. N none of this helps because that's more of a priority than helping people um, trying to fight the election results and, and going through all of that. Um, while you're doing that, people are still in office. You can help people now. You can walk and chew gum at the same time. If you want to fight the election results, knock yourself out, but still help people um, in the meantime. And, and I think that's what folk ought to be thinking about. Folks, uh, again, at Chad CBPP, sitonbudget.org. Chad, you and your loved ones have a wonderful Christmas and New Year. We'll, we'll be talking to you right after, uh, right in the beginning of the year. I take it right after yep. this job report comes out, buddy. Yeah, thank you. You too. All right. Chad Stone, folks, Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, subscribe, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money.